It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's Groundhog Day, and the Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about it here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, you said it best. It's Groundhog Day. We have a reigning Super Bowl champion back-to-back for the first time in 20 years. Kansas City Chiefs officially have a dynasty on their hands. Three championships in five seasons. San Francisco didn't know what was going on at the end of regulation. Kansas City played a really sloppy game. They go two for six in the red zone. I know you said you have a lot of thoughts about the way that this game played out. Some people thought it was really boring, even though it was mm. full regulation. What are you, where are you at? Yeah, I, I, I hate any time that there's not like fireworks left and right. Everybody wants to say it's a boring football game. Well, some of us like defense and special teams, too. So I, I appreciated those components of this football game. But here's the deal, man. Kansas City pooped their pants for the first half of the game, right? Falling all over themselves, playing bad ball. Kansas, What did San Francisco have to show for it at the end of the first half? A 10 to 3 lead, right? And and they just didn't have that McCaffrey fumble, costly penalties when they're driving the football. Uh, and then you get to the second half. I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs don't score a touchdown until right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter, after a three and out. San Francisco has a three and out, and then you have this punt that hits off someone's leg, and Richie James can't return it, and it sets up a 16-yard field, and they score a touchdown. It's their first touchdown of the game. Like, congrats to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. You are the Super Bowl champions. You figure it out over and over and over and over and over again. But boy, oh boy, do you keep getting let off the hook. Well, 
I think that's that's the thing too is San Francisco is a block extra point. They have the punt that goes off of um I forget who it was his leg. And then Richie James has to try to or, or right. it was Richie James's leg. No, Richie James, I don't remember who is a 49ers player's leg, and James tries to to, to field it. Everyone's mad at him. Like, what are you doing? Well, well, hit off the guy's leg. Well, right. of course, field it, get the ball, right? When you have a chance to, but that's I I, I guess for for me. San Francisco miscues. Um, obviously the the possession, the decision to take the ball to start overtime comes out after the game, according to the ringer, that 49ers players didn't even know that there were different overtime rules in the playoffs than there were in the regular season. Chris Jones makes one of the plays of the game with the pressure on that third down play in the low red zone. It's a difference of the game, right? Or or one of the differences of the game, although Kansas City knew. Going all the way back to to training camp, according to what the players said, if we got the, if they scored a touchdown, we were going to go down and score a touchdown. We were going to go for two to end the game. That's what they said. Their plan was since training camp for a scenario in the postseason. Kyle, is there a defendable reason to take the ball in overtime? No. Is there a because all you're doing you're putting Patrick Mahomes into a four down situation, especially when it's that quarter. No, no, literally. If you score a touchdown or a field goal, you're giving Patrick Mahomes right. four down. Would they convert two third, two fourth downs on the drive, or at least with, one with, Pat, with Pat's leg? There was the fourth yeah. and one that they ran the uh, zone read on for eight yards, and Tony Romo apparently never seen zone read before in his life. Probably. He's like, "Oh my god, what an incredible!" Rom- <laughs> Romo's bad, Kyle. Romo's bad. Uh, He's bad. Yes. Yeah, just throwing. It's a shame that Greg Olson's going to get lose a premier color commentator job. He's literally the best that we have right now. Maybe Brady will be better. I don't know. But oh, but friggin' Romo sucks. He sucks. Now, he's goofy. He he interrupts Jim. Whoa! He doesn't say anything. You know what I mean? It's it's cringe. He's total cringe the whole time. And he's not objective about certain – like the, the way he covers a Patrick Mahomes game is different than the way he covers – Right, and I, I get he, he's a Josh Allen guy too. So well, I, I, he's worse with Josh Allen than he right. is with Patrick. And I'm Mahomes. sitting here telling you as a Bills fan that I think he sucks. So anyway, I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on Tony Romo. Um, but yes, the other one was a third and one where Pat scrambles uh, for 19 yards, uh, and it was a so two short yardage situations. At some point, we just got to catch on in these money situations. Kansas City's going to roll Pat out to his right, and they're going to have some kind of action going on the right flat. I, I have lost count of the number of games that Kansas City's been in a money situation, and they've run some variation, whether it's corn dog, which was the name of the call for the play, <laughs> right. the return right. motion, the fake, yeah. the fake jet motion and all that. Um, but it's when, when Pat's locked in like this, uh, how do you stop it? And case in point, that's back to your question. The decision to take the ball to start overtime, you go 13 plays, 66 yards, possess the ball for seven minutes and 30 seconds. You get all that accomplished. Chris Jones gets early pressure on third down, and Brock has to throw the ball away. You end up taking a field goal. And the last two possessions for San Francisco were kill shot opportunities. They go 11-64 in a minute and 50, kick a field goal. You go, or I'm sorry, you go seven for 40 in 353, kick a field goal and add to break a tie. And then you go 13 for 66, 738, kick a field goal inside the 10 yard, inside the five yard line. And you lose the game. 
Mahomes, Pat, Super Bowl MVP, I get it. The things that had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes that the 49ers didn't take advantage of, that's what that's what I'd be left thinking about all day long and probably for the rest of my life if I was a 49ers fan. Yeah. All right, we're talking more about this game here in just a moment, so be sure to stick with us. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. I love the format. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more or less than uh, the, the stat protect projections on two to six players, and then you watch the winnings roll in. It's actually demon time on prize picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts, and you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super quick and easy. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDashed stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, even tax software. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Didn't have a chance to hit the grocery store last weekend after all the big game commotion or maybe your bar cart as mysteriously cleared out stock back up for the week ahead with delivery from DoorDash football season. It might be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games, the school year, and let's face it winter. I think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Quick administrative note, Joe, uh, Richie James is the Kansas city chiefs punt returner. So we're, we're talking about Ray Ray McLeod. Uh. Ray Ray McLeod. And it was Daryl Luter's leg. Daryl Luter's leg. Yeah, yeah. Who the ball careened off of there yeah. on the punt. Former 49er Richie James. Right. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> – it's the, the musical chairs. Um, and uh, I think the next place I wanted to go here, Joe, uh, is talking about the, the outlook for Kansas City. But talking about the outlook for Kansas City from the defensive side of the ball, where you have Trent McDuffie that plays the game that he plays, and you have Legarius Neen. I would pay Legarius Neen before I pay Chris Jones. I don't know pay, if pay them both. They have seventy six million dollars yeah, in gas space. Yeah, but I if mean, you had to pick one, I'd probably prioritize Legarius Neen. I I would too. I just tag one, sign the other one. Like it's not you're you're bringing them both back, right? Reed's already said he's coming back. Travis Kelsey said he's coming back. So bring your guys back, find a friggin' receiver, find a left tackle and go to war, right? Like so the, the direction I'm going here is when we did the pregame preview, we talked about for San Francisco and their outlook offensively that it was going to have to be the peripheral players, right? It was going to have to be use check making plays. It's going to have to be Juwan Jennings making plays. Juwan Jennings had an outstanding football game. Yeah. There's a touchdown pass, 4 for 42 and a touchdown, excellent after the catch. But Joe Debo Samuel, 11 targets for three, 11 targets, three receptions for 33 yards. Brandon Ayuk, six targets, three receptions, 49 yards. And George Kittle, three targets, two receptions, four yards. 
the exact thing that you were really worried about coming into the game from just a matchups perspective with the corners, the DBs, the linebackers for San Francisco versus Kansas City's defense. Thank goodness Christian McCaffrey caught eight of his eight of his eight targets for 80 yards and a touchdown to go with the effort that they had on the ground where they had to really work to grind out yards on the ground. I think that further amplifies the value of Christian McCaffrey, but the fact that you can roll into this and say, okay, Ayuk, we're going to hold for three for 49 and almost half those yards came on one reception. Debo three for 33 and George Kittle two for four. And I know obviously he had a shoulder thing at the end of the game. That's the really scary part for Kansas City, I think, is they were so down offensively. They played an extremely sloppy football game. Isaiah Pacheco had, a, uh, I think, a really rough showing for them offensively. Mm-hmm. But Pat's legs bail you out. They get Kelsey going in the second half. Pat led the team in rushing. Team has two turnovers of their own. Pat throws his first interception seven games in the postseason. Two for six in the red zone. And lo and behold, here we are. They still win the game. Kyle, they the scored only, 17. The only time they drove the length of the field and scored a touchdown was in overtime. Right. They scored 17 points in the AFC Championship game against Baltimore. Did nothing in the second half. And they need overtime to get over 20 in the Super Bowl. Like, it's Pat Mahomes, but, like, this team can play defense – and the margins on special teams, they win it every time. Bucker never misses. Townsend's the best punter in the game. They get some some fortuitous bounces all the time in, in special teams. It's a big part of their Eagles win last year was that horrible line drive punt by Aaron Sipros that set up the long punt return that gave him like six yards before they score like a go-ahead touchdown. Yep. It's the mar- it's as it's as much the defense in the in margins the as it is Mahomes. And and it's winning in the margins for the style of play. And then you look at the team building element. We I know we went over that on Thursday too, but like moving on from a guy like Tyreek Hill and what they did with the assets that they got as a part of the like winning salary cap, uh pay with a quarterback on a high market deal that's probably gonna get readjusted. Like they found so many different ways to win in the margins and win the margin for for victory in the margin for error in the NFL is always so slim on a game by game basis. The fact that they, they have these compounding ways in which they find edges on top of, we just have one of the best coaches of all time. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. That's how they end up in this spot where it's a down year and the, the, the conference is wide open and lo and behold, they go on the road for two playoff games for the first time in, in this era and they win them. And then they go win their third. Super. Kyle Shanahan's legacy. Uh, the only other thought I had uh, talking to special teams was I just last night realized how much Mitch Wisnowski looks like Jamie Lannister, and it made me a little uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Uh, let me Google that real quick. They showed him on the sideline at the end of the game. Yeah. That, dude, that's that's I'm like, oh, man, Jamie Lannister signed, signed with the Niners. I had no yeah, idea. This is 100% true. <laughs> this is 100% true. <laughs> I'm glad that at least I've seen Game of Thrones so we can connect over this. Correct. Uh, Yeah, that's a heck of a take. Heck of a take. Shanahan's legacy. Uh, You've seen the tweets, I'm sure, at this point. Shanahan's coached in three Super Bowls, his offensive coordinator with the Falcons, and then two in the 49ers. He's had double-digit leads in all three of them, and he's 0-3. This one's tough. Um, Because on the one hand... I'm sympathetic to you had a muff punt off a guy's leg and you had a blocked extra point because your kicker hit one low. 
I'm sympathetic to those things. But your guys didn't know overtime rules. You made a baffling decision with uh, the start of overtime and, and how you chose to possess or not possess the ball. And the final two possessions, you have kill shot opportunities. You kick field, settle for kick and field goals against Pat Mahomes. On the other hand, right, this is this this is his second Super Bowl team, one with Jimmy Garoppolo, one with Brock Purdy, to which I say congratulations on being in the NFC and not having to go through Kansas City to get to Super Bowls or even conference championship games. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll probably be back in a conference championship game again, yeah. Nick. What's going to – yeah, they're, they have staying power in the NFC. AFC is just a whole other problem because Mahomes is there. Um, what 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 needs to happen in your mind for them to get over the hump? Obviously, that's the conversation. Is for the Forty ers Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's as much situational football as anything, but I think some of their some is of their the truck is that the hardest pill to swallow? Is well, it like is the situational stuff just as much as there were some bad bad bounces? Yeah, I mean, this is my life as well. But like, do this. Th- here's the question that I keep going back to: Did the 49ers have the capacity to win the Super Bowl? Did they have good enough players to do it? Yeah, yeah. It was circumstances, right? So you can sit here and you can have all these fun conversations about all these players that the 49ers need to add or whatever team is uh, has Kansas City in the way of them achieving their goals, right? A lot of teams have the capacity to do it that circumstantially they just don't pull it off. Right. Uh, I think if you do want to look at the 49ers through that lens, I think some of Brock Purdy's limitations showed up in that football game as Spag started to heat him up and, you know, he, he couldn't find quick answers and try to rely on some athleticism that wasn't there and rely on some arm talent that wasn't there. I think the 49ers have made some concessions with their offensive line talent. I thought that showed up at, at in certain instances in the football game where they got beat up a little bit. Yep. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'd be focusing on if if I thought there was capacity issues. That those would be the two things that come to mind for me. I think that's a great call out for them. Is is aside of Trent Williams and obviously Trent's getting towards Trent the had a rough game too. Like I mean, yeah, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen for Trent Williams. So, and that's uh, a broadcast reaction, right? So keep that in mind but there were some obvious blunders there yeah san francisco five first downs rushing the ball uh they averaged three and a half yards per carry uh mccaffrey had the big that one big scoot right i guess that was in the passing game the 24 yard catch and run yeah yeah um san francisco had one rush of of more than nine yards in the game how about steve wilkes trying to play sticks defense on that last drive shanahan (laughs) trying to call a timeout brother we're not doing this again Yeah. Uh, all in all, another season in the books. Kansas City, you got your three. Go away for a while. I think that's – I know you have no love lost for Tom Brady, but part of the endearing thing of how the, the Patriots get to six is they won three and then they went away for like 10 years and then they came back and won oh. a few more. Oh, so put them, put them to sleep for 10 years, Kyle. What do we do? What do I need? Do I need to eat something? Is there any personal habits that I can change? Yeah, you're – yeah, if you don't want to have to worry about Kansas City for the next 10 years, you need to turn into Rip Van Winkle and go to sleep for the next 10 years. Yeah, and I'll right. wake up. <laughs> that, that's how you, you yeah. achieve that. So that's going to do it for us on this Super Bowl recap. We have another show coming today. We're getting into our offseason mode in full swing. 
which we are looking forward to. You can find that as well as all of our programming on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys checking out the Super Bowl post-game recap. Talk to you all again soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 